0: Good evening. Uh, this is Diego de Lama and my wife, Adrian. Hello. Uh, we're doing a trial-run podcast and um, trying to do a podcast for the church. And we figure instead of just doing a one-minute podcast or something like that, uh, we're going to have a little fun, right, Adrian? Right. And uh, we're going to do an actual podcast. So Adrian doesn't know this, but it's been on my heart to do a marriage podcast. And so now here we are. Adrian, how do you feel about that?
1: I think it sounds like a good idea.
0: So just for those that are listening, it is Friday, March 20th, 8, 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. It is the first official day of the stay-at-home order by our local government here in the state of California. They're asking us to stay home. How do you feel about that, Adrian? Um,
1: well, as a teacher, I'm worried about my students uh as a parent i'm glad i'm able to have that ability to stay home with her because of my job because she's not at school but i do worry about my kids parents who aren't able to stay home with them and what's what's the financial burden that's that's being put on them and um yeah
0: your students at school you teach at john glenn high school for those of you that don't know how long you been a teacher
1: uh, this is my 16th year
0: teaching. You know, she still looks like she's uh, has all the passion in the world to do it. Right? You love teaching, right? I love teaching. Since I met you, we met how many how many years ago? We met in 2000, correct?
1: 2000.
0: So we're approaching 20 years of knowing each other.
1: Valentine.
0: Valentine's Day. 2000. 2000. Yeah. So we're over 20 years. <laughs> it's been a wonderful 20 years. So when when I met Adrian, one of the things that drew me to her was the fact that she wanted to become a teacher. And back then, you know, 20 years ago, I was 23. And uh, in my my late teens and early 20s, you know, you would meet people as, you know, you date around and all that. And a lot of people would tell you their goals. And I don't know if this was your experience, Adrian, but when you would talk to people and they would tell you their goals, you knew who was going to make it and who wasn't going to make their goals. Is that true? Is that accurate? Is it just. Yes, it's
1: still accurate to this
0: day. Right. Some people would tell you, I want to be like a a sports therapist or something like that. And you look at them and you're like, unfortunately, I don't know if you're going to make it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have faith in all my students
0: (laughs) i'm not talking about your students i'm talking about your younger self when you were dating my students but yes
1: as my younger self i did think that as well but you
0: know with your students obviously you know and i've been to your school i've I've visited some of your students wonderful kids Uh, and i I say kids loosely they're actually young adults and actually you know we should refer to them as young adults right what do you think about that
1: they're all ladies and gentlemen in my class
0: and um you run a tight ship you 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 rule with an iron fist, but with a lot of love. Is that an accurate statement?
1: I do. I have a lot of respect in my classroom. Um, both they give it to me, and I give it to them. Yes. And when they step outside that boundary, they know. They know. Yeah, but I never have to do it too often because I got I got some really good kids.
0: That's wonderful. That's what I, one of the things I fell in love about Adrian. She she was driven, and you just knew she was going to make it. She was going to reach her goal. And that passion and that drive she has, she teaches her kids as well. Am I uh, correct in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adrian does. And anybody that knows her, by the way, anybody at church that knows her knows that about Adrian.
1: I remember when you asked me what I was studying. Because we worked together. That's how we met.
0: We met at the bank. For those of you that don't know, we met at the bank. So Adrian's previous career was, in fact, in banking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But when I... When you asked what I was studying, and I told you I was being, a, I was going to become a teacher, you had this smug look, like, "Yeah, right." Like that's not going to happen. I'm like, "Oh no, it's happening with me." No,
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, this is fake news because I never did that. Uh, I believe from day one that you were going to do it.
1: I think because I stood up to you, it was like, "Oh, she's uh,
0: fake news." I don't remember any of this. <laughs> what I do remember is when she said she wanted to become a teacher, I was drawn to that because my mother was also a teacher. And in sure. fact. Uh, my mother in Peru was a teacher, and when she came here, she became a housewife. I don't know if uh, how many people know that, but uh, that was uh, the truth and uh, the sacrifice she made for us to have a better life here in America. Mm-hmm. So with this, uh, you know, uh, stay-at-home order, we have some time to spare, mm-hmm. and uh, we're trying out this uh, podcast thing. And so the men's ministry is going to be doing one. And if I'm not mistaken, Pastor Steve is going to be doing this one as well for Bible study. And maybe, just maybe, we could uh, do a monthly marriage podcast as well. I think, give us your feedback. So when you guys uh, start listening to this, and um, for those of you that do listen to it, you know, send us an email, send us a, a text, uh, put a message on Facebook through the First Baptist Church of Artesia website or Facebook page. Send us a message and give us your feedback. Is this something you would like to hear? Adrian and I have been married for 18 years. And actually, uh, on Monday, correct? Monday is our anniversary date, uh, so we'll Sunday. be married 18 years on Monday. Our marriage is turning into an adult. <laughs> so, so uh,
1: that's why I love you. And
0: and one of the reasons why why I'm thinking about doing a podcast for marriage, by the way, is because it has been 18 years. It has been a long time, and we've been through a lot. And uh, and uh, I don't know how much uh, detail you want to get into, Adrian, but we've gone through uh, we've gone out with a lot of couple friends. Is that an accurate statement? Yes. And uh, some of those a couple of friends are still uh, friends with us, but uh, a good percentage of a, of them, unfortunately, did not survive their marriage. Is that right? Yeah. And it's a sad thing to see. It, it's sad. It breaks our heart. We lose friends. We we lose. You know, uh, for those that are been married a long time, you probably know the the joy you get with hanging out with other married couples that you share interests with, and for those of you that have been married for a short time uh let me tell you if you find a married couple that uh shares your same values and what I mean by that and correct me if I'm wrong here adrian and feel please feel free to chime in at any time uh when they share your the same values and uh what I'm referring to is faith in God you know another fellow christian couple uh it's it's a powerful thing it's really nice it's really nice because uh we were able to pray before a meal yeah. uh, you know have fun uh you know do do adult things but also keep it in in a in a christian context which is really nice. Yeah. And um and uh so we enjoy that. I think that's one of the through our 18 years we've had uh, some wonderful friends that some of them are still friends and we we love them very much. Mm-hmm. So uh the goal of the marriage podcast is to talk about several things, right? Uh early marriage, uh you know, right now we're going through the maturity stage. Some members of our church have been married 50 years and more, right? Yes. Your parents Tell me about your parents. How long have they been married?
1: 50 years. They just had it. Well, it's coming back around 51, June 7th. Yeah. 51 years. They just celebrated going on a cruise during, um, during the end of the year. So that's why it felt like it was just happening.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Steve and Mary, Pastor Steve and Mary. They've been married uh, 50 years, going on 51. My parents have also been married 50 years. It's funny. We didn't know that about each other, right, Adrian? Our our parents got married in the same year, just different months. Yes. Uh, Your parents, I believe, were uh, January? No, June. June, and my parents were October. So they're months apart, same year, 1969. So as marriages go through different stages, uh, we are able to share our wisdom with the younger couples. And... uh, even for the couples that have been married a longer time, I think we have something to share because, uh, you know, as society changes and as we grow and, you know, I, I'll i give you, I don't know if this is a correct analogy, Adrian, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but um, it's like kids today, like my seven-year-old, we have a seven-year-old, Sophia, she could pick up an iPad and really get to town on it and <laughs> the adults <laughs> struggle with it, right? I mean, if you're an older, older person and I'm getting to that stage now where I'm, having a hard time knowing how to use an app on a, on an iPad. And I was a techie and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, younger people pick it up really fast. And I like to think it's the same with marriage. You know, um, we, we pick up things really fast. I think we picked up some things really fast mm-hmm. and like every marriage during the 18 years that we've been married, we've gone through a lot of ups and downs. Um, some really nice ups and, uh, our marriage has never been perfect. We don't pretend it to be. Nope. And uh, we've had some serious struggles, you know, and seven, hard. seven years, man, I could even pinpoint the year. Seven years was hard. I think about 14th year, I think every seven years it gets tough. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> you I go remember, through a struggle.
1: I remember when we were doing that marriage counseling one time, she said, there's the seven year, there's a the 12 year, and then there's like between 14 to 16 it, it's like I'm not changing them, this is who they are. I love them. We'll be together forever. And I remember when we hit that those those markers when she said that was like, Oh, this is what she was talking about. Oh, this is what she was talking about.
0: I like to think Adrian, you've changed. uh not that I've made you change, but you know uh, they, there is some truth to that. Uh, we, there are certain characteristics that we won't change, for example, with me. It sounds silly. it may sound silly to some of you, but I do play video games. I enjoy it very much. 18 years into the marriage, I'm still at it. And, uh, you but, know, there's a new generation, but I do. But, but exactly. The thing is, is that I measure myself a lot now because when I get home from work and we have long days, both of Adrian and I, you know, the thing about Adrian, before I continue that, I'm going to go on a little sidetrack, is that Adrian actually has a much longer than that longer day than I do. She starts at seven in the morning that. or actually even earlier than that she, she wow. begins her workout at five and then she goes to work and it's easy to from you know people that are teachers one of the knocks they get sometimes is that oh your schedule is nine to three and you have summers off well that's not the case with adrian uh adrian actually works you know that schedule she gets off around three or so and um after that she has to pick up Sophia and take her to karate and all this time i'm at work homework, homework. and all this time i'm at work right and so she's doing all that and then uh Sometimes she'll prepare the meals for the family. Sometimes uh, she'll run the errands that we need to run. And so by the time I get home from work, she's done with all her chores as well. And uh, it causes conflict, Mm -hmm. right? Because I, you know, sometimes I get caught up with my day. And um, when I get back, I'm like, well, why didn't you do this? And it's like, she needs to remind me, well, this is what I've done all day. You know, (laughs) and and then... uh, and then it's a real wake up call for me to say, well, you know, uh, I've been at the office all day, too. But, you know, I've been in one office. Maybe I, maybe I might visit a few clients or something like that. But she's been running around all of La Mirada, Whittier, Santa Fe Springs. You the city. she's probably Norwalk. Norwalk. You know, she's she's travels a lot, you know. So uh, that's why she drives a nice car. Just so. She. <laughs> so. But uh, our normal also, I forgot what I was saying about the story. So anyways, yes, kids pick up fast. And uh since I forgot, uh again one of the trial runs. So normally we'll have an outline on a podcast, and just so you guys know, and everything will be a little more structured. There would be more more uh more scripture on there. Uh we don't have a whole lot of scripture now because as I just mentioned, Adrian It's a test, it's a test but Adrian <laughs> didn't know it was happening. So uh You've so, been
1: playing this in your head for a while, huh? For a
0: while. It's been it's been in my head. It's been in my head. I get these ideas and they just don't go away, you know. Um even when I opened my own business, it was a and it was in my head for five years before it finally pulled the trigger. And ever since I've done that, now I'm pulling the trigger on my ideas a little faster because I realized that God's with me, and you know, matter the outcome, you know, I tried it, and I, I will one day meet God, and I would thank Him for uh, allowing me to have no regrets in life. Mm-hmm. And so, uh,
1: but it's not just in your head because you have a lot of discernment. You pray about it, uh, you seek counsel on it, so you don't just. Think about something and do it. I, your it's, relationship with
0: God. It's funny, Adrian drives, picks. You. It's funny, Adrian picks up on that. Uh, when I started the men's ministry, uh, it took about a year. So it was a little less than five for the business. It's still about a year. But uh, I do. I'm a firm believer in preparation, and Adrian uh, knows that all too well. <laughs> uh, I love it. The and that's actually the theme for for those in our men's ministry. Uh, you know, that's the theme I'm having is preparation, preparing for all types of things. And so, likewise with uh, marriage, we. You know, it goes back to when we went to premarital counseling. Is uh, and as you could see, as a podcaster, I need to work on my enunciation, <laughs> and I'll get better at that as, as as the podcast goes on. I still love your accent. Yeah, yes, she does. Thank you, I appreciate that. However, uh, our marriage, our premarital counseling was supposed to be three months,
1: uh, yes, six
0: week course or something like that. Yes, it
1: was. I think I think it was total of actual twelve. Yeah, we took it.
0: We, whole, we went a whole year, right? A
1: whole year,
0: and some of the subjects they talked about were pretty. Uh, would you say that some of those subjects have come back during our eighteen years of marriage?
1: I wholeheartedly. Anybody who is thinking about getting married, they should be doing premarital counseling. I agree. I I, I and I tell my kids this all the time because I teach psychology. I there's nothing wrong with going to counseling. I think everybody should go to counseling. Yes. They need to bounce the ideas and things that are going on in their head um, with somebody who's sound. And thankfully, um, we've always had really good counselors, Christian-driven, and have have helped guide us and um, and make sure you know that we're saying basically the right things that we're, right. we're doing the right things in our marriage. Yes. So um, yeah, premarital counseling, a whole year, and it wasn't just we were following like a 12 week outline. It was us talking and
0: more like it was this
1: issue came up. So right. what, how do we address it? And,
0: and Adrian and I are very, uh, we share a lot of things in common. One of the things we share in common is our drive, but also our, our attention to detail mm-hmm. and our preparation Adrian is in fact, a very big prepare herself. <laughs> and so imagine both of us, uh, you know, one subject comes up and isn't supposed to be a one hour subject. And we would turn it to a three-dinner subject, right? Three separate sessions, right? Because we just had to peel the onion more and more and more and more. Yeah. And to get all the possible outcomes. And even then, it wasn't enough. Uh, In marriage, when it hits you, it's different than uh, when you prepare for it. You know, you could prepare as much as you want for something, but when life hits you, Mm -hmm. um, there's no, you know, there's no preparing for that. And I
1: feel like people always say, oh, the first year marriage is tough. It was tough. I mean, it wasn't no walk in the no walk in is. the park I was going to say walk in the walk camp. in the
0: park is the expression
1: but I felt we were prepared for it when things would happen it was like oh well, we already talked about this and we already know what our game plan is when this happens and it just made the ride easier even through the difficult times yeah
0: it did it, you know, I think with the both of us uh, when something would happen something you know tough and again I don't want to go into details on a podcast but our marriage has been through struggles some serious ones and um you know we think back right about primeral counseling like oh man we we, we talked about this in primeral counseling mm-hmm. and it's happening to us in real life and so uh it kind of focuses up because uh one of the verses that comes to mind when i talk about that is uh first corinthians 16 14 which uh, states do everything in love and so while you're going through those downs there's a lot of anger there's a lot of uh things said in, uh, in anger and they don't come out very nice, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think when we have those aha moments, when we realize, oh, man, we, 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 we knew this would happen based on premarital counseling, it changes our perspective. And all of a sudden, we start treating each other in love, right? We start talking, to, like like the verse says, right? Do, we start doing everything for each other in love, right? Yeah. And I think that's been the biggest driver in our marriage and how it's been able to survive all these things. And so... Uh,
1: and Don't go to bed mad.
0: Don't go to bed angry. I don't know if there's a Bible verse <laughs> to that, but I think there is, but uh, it's just good sound advice. Though.
1: I remember when Susan and Joe told us.
0: Yeah, story. Joe and Susan. So I don't know if they'll listen to this, but if they, they do. They were, they were in fact, Joe and Susan Lopez were premarital counselors uh, yes. 20 years ago right. at our church. And uh, they're, they're married. They live in Colorado. I hope I'm not sharing too much. Joe and Susan, if you're listening, but uh, they were a wonderful married counseling. Yeah. And we bring you guys up all the time. Yes. And, uh, uh, going back to the marriage podcasting, though. So we'll be doing uh, about an hour, hopefully. Uh, we'll be going through some Bible verses. Uh, you know, we hope to uh, share some wisdom to the younger married couples. And, you know, one thing about younger married couples, it doesn't mean they're younger than us. Right. No. So there's, there's you know, for example, people are getting married older and older these days. And uh, sometimes through whatever reason, maybe second marriages or, you know, there's some older Men or women that are single all their lives and they get married in their later years. So they might be older than us, I actually, but we've been married longer, right?
1: Yeah. So. There was a teacher who retired three years ago, Miss oh. Duffy, sweetest lace lady on earth, Christian. And she had said who she, you know, she knew God had her husband one day. She retired, met him, and is now married. So she retired. And then got married and, and for the I, first
0: time. And, you know, with, with the older individuals, um, and I don't say this in a bad way, is that, you know, they've they've been set on their ways longer. You know, they're accustomed. And I wouldn't say set, set on their ways is really the wrong way to say it. You know, for example, every we have a routine is what it is. So they're used to the routine for X number of years. Mm-hmm. And when they get married... Uh, And when they marry someone, and as much as they may love their partners, and I'm sure they do, otherwise they wouldn't be getting married, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, breaking those habits or creating a new routine is in, in fact a source of conflict. And it is in fact more difficult for the older couples to adjust to that than it is for a younger couple that hasn't developed those routines yet. What do you say to that, Adrian?
1: I'd agree, but I think when we look at the younger generation right now, especially millennials, they're a little bit more self-centered?
0: Uh, I don't know about that. They're different. They're more... It's not even millennials. It's actually, you know, millennials are being uh, confused with Gen Z, if that's one thing.
1: No, I'm talking about millennials. Okay. Gen Z. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, but, uh, you know, the younger generation, is not that they're about themselves. It's more uh, they're getting married older. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they they've been raised differently than we have
1: yes
0: how so adrian how would you you're a teacher so you're seeing this you saw this firsthand while you're teaching early in your teaching career if i'm not mistaken the young in your first five years of marriage of marriage i'm sorry in your first five years of teaching those students would have qualified as millennials right yes so what what was your what was, was the characteristics you saw from a demographic standpoint as far as parent wise income wise things like that versus your generation
1: Um, honestly, I feel, and it could be, you know, every area is different Mm -hmm. in where you teach. Um, but I felt like a lot of my students had very young parents. And so instead of being parents, they were more friends. Mm -hmm. And when it, Came when, when when they're more of a friend as opposed to an actual.
0: Um... Yeah. Anyways, Adrian, is <laughs> she lost you her train of thought. The...
1: <laughs> Um, I think when you're more of a friend to um to the to a student, or I'm sorry, to a to your child when it's time to put down the law or, or scold them, they don't take it serious because they see it as you're my friend and I can get away with this and I can talk to you this way. And, you know, I mean, nowadays the way these kids talk to each other, my goodness, it's, it's, it's horrifying and I'm constantly having to correct it in my classroom.
0: And you know, what's happening is, uh, and I don't know if you look at statistics, Adrian, uh, but uh, the and I, I don't want to call it the younger generation. is It's a pattern as generations move forward. So every generation moving forward, uh, their involvement in the church and faith becomes less and less relevant. So you know, college kids today, and I say kids, really, college uh, students and college adults today uh, practice less faith than ever before. I don't have the numbers with me. Again, this is a not the cuff podcast, but, uh, maybe on the next one, we'll talk about that. Uh, however, it is true. The, their faith plays a less and less of a role in their life. And with it comes some of that language that you're hearing, you know, when you talk, when you refer us how they talk to each other, mm-hmm. you know, when there's no God, anything goes. And, um, and we see that, right. We see that all over all the time. Uh, for those of you that are, that are older than us, you know, your generation was, uh, a silent generation and so you may go to church but maybe behind closed doors do things differently mm-hmm. and so but with god nothing all all everything comes to light
1: it's definitely hard because the generations now you know they either go to church or they don't i mean there's you know, I tell we have these conversations with other um educators where i don't see a middle ground it's either they're very strict and they're, you know, God-driven and, you know, they have a plan in their life or it's the complete opposite. There's nothing and yeah. it's very loose and, you know, their role model- models are, you know, who's on social media and YouTube and um, they're not always the best role models.
0: And aside from no faith, another factor, less faith and also social media being a, uh, you know, a factor in their lives. Uh, since 2007, I've shared this statistic with many people personally. You probably have heard me say it, but mm-hmm. since 2007, suicide rates have gone way up. Uh Bullying has gone way up and bullying became, a you know, a, a acceptable term. You know, we back then we didn't call it bullying. We just called it getting teased, but now it became, and it became bullying because in fact it was. It was affecting, you know, uh, individuals psychologically and all that. So, the, you know, there was, in fact, a, a consequence to that. But in 2007 was the year that the iPhone came to market. Mm-hmm. And so they call it the i-generation. Mm-hmm. And with that sort of technology, a lot of good things happen, right? You know, video conferencing, room, we're podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, podcasting, the word pod comes from iPod. Uh, just show you the impact 2007 had on uh, society in general. So,
1: uh, you know, that's something, though, when you look at, I mean, I love history. You know, I love history. But when you look at, um, when you look at, you made me lose my train of thought again.
0: <laughs> I do that a lot when you look at me. Not my fault. You stare into my eyes and then you lose your train of thought and everything.
1: Yes, that's I, what it is. I feel
0: flattered that after 18 years, it's still happening.
1: Anyhow. <laughs> um Kids are getting technology, this nanotechnology, this social media, you know, whichever way of communication, you know, you want to, you know, you try to limit your kids, not limit your kids, they're getting it and they don't fully grasp cognitively how to use it and the importance of stuff. I mean, there's girls that will post stuff and they think they're being cute and it's a provocative post. And they don't realize that them posting it at 15, 16 or even younger, how that will affect them later on, especially on social media.
0: Well, not only that, but the impact it has on men, right? I mean, uh, uh, men ministries, uh, when any, and for those of you that, that know men's ministries, uh, anything related to men, the hot subject is in fact, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, it, it it For example, I remember one time uh, when, we, when I first became a Christian. Word. Pornography, I didn't want to use the word, but yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I remember when I first became a Christian, you know, and to this day I consume alcohol. I'm not going to say, you know, we're, we're like heavy drinkers or anything, but we consume a bit of alcohol. And other Christians would tell us, you know, don't do it in front of me. And I'd be like, why not? It's my life. It's me. And they would be like, I'm a recovering alcoholic and it's tempting me to do it. And the selfish in me would be like, that's your problem. That's not my problem. However, as you become a Christian, you, you do think about your fellow man, you know. And so uh, that was a tough lesson I learned uh, in my uh, middle to late 20s was to be mindful of those around you. And, and the younger you are, you know, you, unfortunately, we don't think like that. I, I know when I was 15, I didn't think like that, you know. And um, and at, at 43, you know, I'm better, but I still wouldn't say I'm there yet. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of work to be done. And that's uh, part of the society that we live in.
1: Man, there's all kinds of stuff that we could be talking I know, about. I know. This, now, I'm this, thinking of all like... This
0: podcast can go a million different directions, but yeah. we're going to focus it on marriage. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but marriage, but I mean...
0: Well, you know, this is a thing that, you know, you're a teacher. So as parents, you got to, you know, a, a subject to think about your kids, right? As a parent, we have a seven-year-old. Right and so that's going to be a subject one day when she becomes a teenager and again no matter how prepared we are i'm pretty sure our daughter's gonna act out and is gonna drive us uh up the wall once or twice right what i know
1: i know Sophia she's never. perfect she's perfect
0: so uh but yeah so our the, the goal of our podcast is to you know appeal to all married couples and we were before we got into this big old tangent you know um <laughs> I was talking about how some older cup, you know, some people have been married less than us, but they're older than us. So, you know, there's so many dynamics when when it comes to marriage, right? There's people that have been, that are younger than us, that have been married longer than us because they've been married since they were 16, you know, and they have a really happy marriage. And um, so there's so many dynamics, right? And so that was part of the fear of why I didn't want to do a couple's ministry or couple's marriage or a couple's podcast is because are we there yet? Do we have the experience? Do we have, you know, can we appeal to different, to uh to different demographics and at the end of the day if god's calling you to do it you just do it yes and so uh
1: you know hearing you say that is like the angel singing in heaven for yeah, me yes.
0: <laughs> so yes yeah, so you know i hope it appeals to everyone i'm sure people who have different perspectives and uh and as far as you know advice they may disagree they may agree they may at least appreciate where we come from but hopefully when it comes to scripture we could all agree right the word of god uh at the end of the day rules over above all you know and so um you know if as long as it's biblically centered and we can agree on the bible you know the the minutiae of a marriage you know the thing the way we handle things the way we raise our kids might be different uh, however if it is god-centered um might be it'll still be good and uh so that's our goal i think adrian and i have uh we've been so fortunate to be married this long and to have the things we do and uh we talk to uh, other you know people all the time we've met i've had friends at the stage of engagement that when they were still boyfriend and girlfriend a lot of these friends have more kids than we do we only have one daughter I'm not going to get too personal on our podcast but we did try for more right
1: i think that would be a good topic
0: it would be a good topic it is we tried for more kids and and you know god said no and uh, it was it. it uh, from a from a fleshly standpoint, it broke our hearts, right? But uh, but we, we we trust God, and so we we trust that uh, He did this for a reason. And as we see Sophia grow up, I can't imagine two of her. So <laughs> maybe I'm glad it's just one. So.
1: Well, and uh, everything that
0: he's 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 given-
1: done for our family and what he's had us go through as a family yeah. together. It, we needed to have our focus just on her.
0: Right. And we've gone through a lot. And uh, maybe one of the, one of the episodes would be some of the things, some of the ways our heart's been broken and trying to have more kids. However, uh, trusting God and knowing that he did it for a reason and knowing that, uh, you know, God uh, one day will explain to us why he did it. And um, at this point, we are both at peace. I like That's why we're open about it. We're at peace about it. And uh, we know God answered our prayer with Sophia. And the, some couples don't get to have kids. But I That's think the thing. That,
1: yeah, and I think that is also a testament mm-hmm. to our relationship, yeah. not just me, us, but also how God is in the, our relationship. Right. And, and in our own personal walks with him is we've gone through so many, you know, Goliath moments that we know we have that head with us that we're going to get through it no matter what the outcome, even when the outcome is no.
0: Yeah.
1: And God can say no. A lot of people think it's it's... Yes. yeah it doesn't
0: have to be yes i mean god i mean the bible says right god hears your prayers it doesn't mean the answer is yes and, that, and that's not to say that god's being cruel to you and telling you no right. it is, it's just that god knows everything and he knows the outcome and and so there's a reason why he's saying no
1: yeah. you know uh because he has something he has other plans
0: other plans uh we get to share our stories for example now that through the wonders of podcasting We'll get to share that story with people that may not get to have kids or are going to have one kids or or don't have kids now. And they're getting to that phase of, the, of their journey where they are getting hopeless and they think they may never have kids. And we're here to tell you that God can still answer your prayer and God will still answer your prayer. Uh, but it's not, you know, also to prepare you that. You know, he has a plan yeah. he, he'll he'll see you through it and uh, if he if god's never let you down before he's not about to with your biggest desires so if the outcome is not what you're expecting it's because there's something bigger in that and uh, we have to be open to that mm-hmm. so uh there's another subject you know kids um uh also uh, adrian another subject that people don't talk about is but how do i have fun <laughs> no no seriously like as like, a Christian, as as a Christian couple, you know yeah. how to have fun. You know, for example, okay, so some of the things we've done in the past. So, we've been fortunate enough to have Disney passes, mm-hmm. and uh, they got so expensive that we had to let that go. And you know, at one point when we had to let those passes go, we thought our our world was going to end with no Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so, uh, but it didn't, right? And actually, I would like to think it got better, mm-hmm. right? Because we get to do more things now. Right? As as, as uh, Sophia gets older, we get to ride the bike with her. But uh, let's, let's uh, skip the kid's child part for a minute. As a married couple to have fun. You know, at this point of our marriage, it's uh, getting a date night is, is challenging. Having a date night <laughs> is challenging. And so,
1: Hence this weekend. I know. And, and
0: then now being in <laughs> quarantine at home, it becomes even more challenging because this was the weekend, man. We
1: finally, this was the weekend. Yes. We had so, finally had it all set uh, up. Big plans. Yeah. She was spending the night with her cousins. And then what happened?
0: I, well, I, I, you know, although that doesn't happen but how, however how to have fun with your you know with your significant other right in the beginning of a marriage it's easy because you you know you get to do things together right go on trips mm-hmm. to maybe i don't know las vegas or hawaii or whatever it is that you'd like to go but at some point you know you you want to do things with your partner that don't require that much money right but that bring you the same amount of joy mm-hmm. right and i think uh some of that I, people don't talk about that i don't think they talk about all the struggles of marriage mm-hmm. but uh Figuring out ways to have fun with your spouse is also a a hot subject in my book. So,
1: (laughs) But I think the key is that we're also very active.
0: Active, right? And not everybody's active. So for those that are not active, I encourage you to get active. Yeah. You know. um, Happy endorphins. Happy endorphins. It reminds me of a story. uh, And this is what made me, uh, you know, get, get, get active was, uh, and I don't know if you remember this, Adrian, but. When Sophia started softball,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or was it soccer? I forget the sport. It was softball or soccer. She did both. She didn't like either one, uh, but she
1: liked softball. She just didn't like when it got hot uh, and she sweats.
0: Hence, she didn't like it. Anyhow, yeah, she- but we were we yeah. were walking to the park, right? Remember that we were walking to the park, and um, and Sophia every time like there was a little downhill in the park, so Sophia would just get off and just run. Remember sprint, uh-huh. right? And he wanted she wanted me to sprint with her run with her one of us to run with her i don't know if you remember that but she would want us one of us to run with her or at least have fun with her play with her before the game you know run around the park you know and i remember seeing this other this other father who was younger than i was and uh, he basically told his kid not gonna happen
1: i do remember this now that you're saying (laughs) that i was like you still always remember that yeah yeah, no i did oh yeah i know and uh
0: but i remember seeing that father like and back then, I would run with her, but, man, I was gasping for air, right? And I was thinking, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this for five more years <laughs> or something. However, when I saw this, this unfortunately, I, got, I, I saw this dad tell this kid, his son, it was a boy. So, boys are actually more energetic, too, right? <laughs> so, uh, when he told his, his, his uh, son that. And he said it so loud. I mean, everybody heard it. And everybody within a 10-foot vicinity, I think, heard him say, not going to happen. It's so, so bluntly and so cold. It broke my heart for that kid because that kid, I I, could, I saw a little defeat in his, in his. He put his head down a little bit. I don't know if you recall that part. Yeah. And um, you know, those are the type of things that impact the child later on. And, you know, when they become teenagers, that that's gonna be ingrained in their memory. I know, it is. When, <laughs> I remember certain things about my dad when I was a kid. But, uh, however, uh, those are the type of things. So I, I, I that was a, 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 one of those moments that I decided to turn it around, and become more active. So if you're not active, uh, get active. And I know it's easier said than done. So I'm not just saying get up and active. You may have health conditions, things like that, that could prevent you. But there are ways to work There's around it. There's different that. levels of There's active. different levels of active. It doesn't mean you have to be a, a tigger, you know, just jumping all <laughs> over the place. That's not what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> I know. But, you know, okay, so another subject we could talk about is, in fact, how to have fun, mm-hmm. right? The struggles of marriage. Everybody likes to talk about the struggles, but... Let's, let's talk about some of the good things in marriage. Right. I mean, we've had a lot of fun, yeah. even uh, even right now doing this podcast. I would say, <laughs> we're having fun. You know, we're finding a new way to have fun through podcasting, hearing ourselves talk. And hopefully you guys find that entertaining. And uh, so there's that. Uh,
1: how to be a team. How to
0: be a team. Because uh, kids. Awesome yeah. Team. Not just kids. I, I, no, we keep on referring back to kids, but it's not just kids, people around you. Right you know, uh, when we go to community events or any sort of social gathering and the us act as a unit, it's a different, we get a different response than those that are sound divided. Uh, I don't know if you've caught that.
1: You mean me and you being a team? Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. You know, so being a team and being a team requires a lot of trust, mm-hmm. right? And trust is one of those things that in, in the business world is, is really difficult to earn, but you could lose it in one second. You hear those little slogans all the time. Trust is earned through years, and it takes one second to destroy it. But it is true, though. It's one of those slogans that sounds cheesy, but it is, in fact, true. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes years to build our trust for each other. And it shows when we go out and about with other people, we, we trust each other completely. Yeah, we fight. You know, we argue, we bicker, we do things like that. However, when it, when it comes time to, to, uh, to do what we have to do, we, we do very much act as a team. So, something like that's another subject. Any other subjects you could think of that we could talk about as a married couple. If you're a lady, if you're a woman, please courting, courting. Well, okay, well, I'm no, thinking because, when you're married, you're already courted.
1: No, but yeah, that's true okay. but but we could have something where we're talking to oh, two people who are so,
0: considering marriage Yeah. oh yet another layer to the to the to the onion. If, hopefully we could appeal to those that are considering marriage. Or maybe early in the dating uh, mm-hmm. stages. Okay, that's very good. Very good. I like that idea a lot.
1: And it's something that I think young people and how we even, you can even relate it to how we raise our daughter. I mean, she's seven right now, but I want her to be courted. I don't want her to be just dating a whole bunch of people.
0: You know, I mean? yeah, you, you bring up a good point. So I remember, uh, you know, I read something on the internet. I, I check things out on the internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> However, what I was going to get to with that was that, you know, there's a story about uh, the divorce is rampant and half of marriages fail now, you yeah. know, So it's unfortunate. And even, and the statistic is not much different with married couples, with Christian couples, by the way. So Christian couples have the same divorce rate, if not worse, or, you know, right around the same range. So again, I don't have the stats because it's a, it's an off the cuff podcast, but, uh I think it's safe to assume, and I know we've seen it enough, those that are involved in statistics know that whether you're Christian or not, divorce rates are just the same. And this goes to this story, you know, divorced dad, you know, uh, every birthday for the mom's birthday. So his ex-wife, obviously, you know, he has a son. So, you know, he gets his, uh, he makes his ex-wife breakfast in bed. So I, I guess somehow he finds a way to get in there. You know, they might have a good relationship, you know, so he gets his wife breakfast in bed, gets his ex-wife roses, you know, takes her out to dinner and uh, gives her the five-star treatment. Right. And so he does this for his ex-wife. Right. He has a son. And so his friends question him, like, why are you doing this? You you guys are divorced. Like, what's the deal? Mm -hmm. And his response was, well, I'm raising a son and I need to teach him how to treat a lady regardless of my failures. That was very powerful. You know, because, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, he he saw it as a failure because his marriage didn't work out. Right. But he didn't want his son to go through that. Mm-hmm. So he taught him that. He's like, you know, this is how you're going to treat a woman. And um, good for him. I don't I mean, that's, I, I read the story on the Internet, so I have no idea who this guy is. But it, it, whoever, you know, that's a good lesson to learn, I think. It is. You know, but not just to, to, to women, like men treating women, you know, also women treating women men. Women treating men. And also... That's-
1: Big thing
0: with me, but also uh, I think husbands talking to other husbands. You know, uh, years ago when I was uh, in my early years of marriage, you know, one of the things I I didn't like hearing a lot, and I don't know if you. I know
1: exactly what you're gonna say. Okay, what am I gonna say about the whole ball and chain? And yeah, man, those jokes drive me by. up the wall. Okay,
0: you, 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 yeah, see how much so well she knows me. <laughs> those those marriage jokes, honestly, guys, I do. If you're gonna come at me with those marriage jokes on my wife's a ball and chain or. Like right now, I'm seeing uh, on the on this, you know, we're, we're on lockdown, right, or or stay at home. So we're on stay at home. So there's a joke on the internet. It's like day four of the quarantine. Turns out I have someone living with me. Oh, it's my wife. I mean, that's a horrible joke. I know. I, I don't. I, that's I not funny at all. I
1: know. It's
0: like, and you, it's
1: vice versa. There's women that are posting that about their men too. Yeah, isn't that horrible? I know. I, I, see, I don't
0: care if you've been married fifty years. That's just a horrible I didn't joke.
1: Respond. I just kept scrolling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know and i know and in, in, for the sake of comedy uh, you can call it dark comedy i i, I like dark uh, comedy as much as the next guy but not not, not about marriage that's a, to me at least for me that's uh, uncharted uh, i i don't i don't joke around like that about marriage and i tease you well we tease each other right mm-hmm. however it's not you know not marriage teasing i don't think you know we, we tease about a lot of things again our marriage is not perfect so those of you that know us
1: we tease about who's the better cook
0: better cook things like that all in good fun however i would never uh, i've never i don't think i've ever made a, jo- a wife joke like that and no. to anybody else and uh, when people bring it to me i i'm it a point to not laugh at all and when i see it on the internet it's less amusing and i think it adds to the problem of divorces when we treat our spouses as a joke as a punchline and that's not very nice and uh in fact whenever i go to a wedding and you've seen me do this yeah. right. I always tell the bride, uh, the groom. I'm sorry, the groom. Hey, you know what? I'm uh, ha- happy for you. Wish you all the best. And please, you know, let me give you some words of advice. Don't be one of those guys that make these jokes. Mm-hmm. I make. I gave that advice because it, it's horrible. That's
1: another subject we could talk I about. I remember when we went to a friend's wedding. I won't say who, but you were. You told him that marriage was a wonderful thing. That you you marry your best friend. You grow together, and you told him all these wonderful things. And he looked and he said, "You're the first person to tell me that today. Everybody else has been basically the like the ball and chain, joke, right? ball and chain yeah. jokes."
0: Yeah, if you're if you're a young guy that's married or an older guy that's married, if you're an older guy that's married and has made those jokes, just let me tell you right now, unfortunately, it's not funny. And if you're a young guy that's about to make those jokes, yeah, I may tell you, please don't. It'd it be better than that. Uh, I think that, that's something that I am passionate about. I think mm-hmm. pretty passionate, as you could hear from my tone now. Um, uh, don't think those jokes are funny at all. Nope. So, uh, you know, so to other, you know, if you're a husband to other husbands, don't, don't, talk to do that to your wife. And if you're a wife to other women, you know, the whole locker room talk, talk thing, like don't, don't do that. Right?
1: You know, right.
0: Don't, you know, talk, talk, speak, speak highly of your wife. I mean, man, the Bible has so many verses about marriage. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the thing is, right. I mean, Jesus is the groom. The church yeah. is the bride imagine jesus making fun of his bride like that's horrible it doesn't happen so uh you know like first peter 4 8 says above all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins bad jokes is one of them (laughs) and and people that know me know i make cheesy jokes
1: so (laughs) dad jokes
0: dad jokes i'm trying to get into into this dad joke thing it's 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 wonderful (laughs) Sophia and doesn't it. No, yeah, she, she, she loves it. Okay, she
1: gives she you the... She slaps yeah. her forehead like, oh my so, goodness. But she loves it.
0: So here's the thing. We're coming up on 45 minutes, Adrian, of us blabbering. We're not blabbering. I hope we weren't blabbering. So there's our call to action for all of you. If you're listening to this, uh, send us an email. What's the church email, Adrian? The,
1: well, the website. Oh, no, you want the email. The church email, yes. The email is... Uh, fbc artesia ca for california at gmail.com
0: so fbc artesia ca at, at, at sbc
1: no at, at gmail
0: gmail <laughs> <G-M-A-L. laughs> okay sorry so S B F C artesia first baptist church right mm-hmm. fbc artesia ca at gmail.com drop us an email uh give us a year or name if we were horrible, just we we won't be taken personal. This will be the, our first and only podcast. But uh, if you see a value in this, uh, let us know and let us know anything you want us to cover. And uh, we'll make sure we prepare those lessons. Adrian, considering this was off the cuff, it was wonderful. Yes. And, uh, you know, we still have a few minutes. You know, we bought this microphone, obviously, for the podcast, right? I, I forgot to tell you. Um I went to Best Buy again today to buy a, yes. a headset uh, to play with my brothers online, yes. however, these particular mics uh were sold out, so yeah. uh webcams were sold out, yeah, so what this is uh, what this stay at home order is doing is, is
1: it's causing it's causing a lot of
0: people to know how to go uh, a lot of churches. Uh, you know teleconferencing, you know podcasting live streaming things like that. in fact, right before doing our podcast, one of our friends had a Bible study and we did it. Through, through video conferencing. Yes, yeah. yes. So, you know, the world is changing. And uh, I told one of my employees earlier today that after every economic downturn, when when the recovery happens, it's never the same, right? And uh, I could give you two examples of that. In 2000, when the internet bubble burst, right, um, the internet came out differently than it was before. Before the bubble burst, there was all kinds of websites. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It was There was Google, Yahoo, Lycus. Uh, all kinds of search engines, and now there's down only down to two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: three if you want to count Bing. But, <laughs> you know, and uh, in 2008 with the real estate bubble, you know, lending was never the same after that. And it took ten years. It's funny, right? So after the internet, after the lending bubble in 2008, lending was never the same. It became stricter. And as it was getting loose again, and some of you or some of you that are lenders know that, you know, the whole stated income thing was starting to make its way back into our lives. There's another downturn in the economy. Mm-hmm. And so I think this time it's what is appearing, at least on the surface in the early stages of the, re- of the recovery when and if it comes, is that the uh, live stream might be more prominent roles of our lives. That's what I think, at least. What do you think?
1: Yes. I think online especially I mean education even Sophia yeah she's in second grade she starts monday online schooling yeah
0: so uh so yes yeah, so there will be a recovery and uh but things will never be the same and things are going to change permanently and this could be it and so we were ahead of the curve we bought this mic before it sold out we're putting it to use right away
1: yeah thankfully we, we these were things that we all we wanted to do uh pastor even wanted to incorporate into the website yeah. and stuff like that and it was on right. our game plan for 2020 right and um as soon as we started seeing these closures it kind of pushed us to do it faster and we were just right above right because we were already getting this stuff and everybody's now getting the stuff as of yesterday's and that's one of, the,
0: one of the things i my computer fell there for those of you that heard it uh but one of the things i do appreciate are, about our pastor is that he you know he does have a vision yeah. And uh, this was definitely one of them. And he's, he shares his vision and he trusts his team to deliver that vision. And uh, we hope, I just, I hope we're doing a good job of that, of, uh, you know, really sharing his vision. And uh, I hope we make him proud. Pastor Steve, <laughs> uh, tell us what you think, you know, about your, our podcast. And uh, one of the things I wanted to do to, too, uh, now, now we're going, uh, We our goal was 45, 45 minutes. We're at 49 right now. So I'll just close it with this: uh, Have guests, right? Have yes. uh, guest married couples that uh, could share maybe their perspective. I know for the men's ministry podcast, I am looking to having guests, and um, and I think for the marriage ministry, we could invite other fellow married couples. Might be from other churches, as long as they're Christian, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And it is okay. It is okay. We're, all is, part, is of okay. we're all
0: part of the same body. <laughs> yes. Ooh, pretty, we're pretty progressive when it comes to that. We we allow other 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 faiths and other Stop. churches to come. So. Um, no, in all seriousness, I, I hope we could have some guests. If, if you guys have enjoyed it and you want to be a guest, uh, let us know. I mean, right now, not that many people listen, so <laughs> it might be a good thing. And just test your microphone uh, skills and your entertainment skills. What do you think? And teaching skills.
1: And teaching
0: yeah, entertainment in the sense of you know media, but obviously the subject of marriage we'll is no an entertainment.
1: And we'll have it. We we're not going off the cuff.
0: <laughs> Although it was fun, right? It was fun going off the cuff for a bit.
1: It was. fun. Yeah.
0: All right. With that said, uh, we wish you all well. God bless you all. Let me leave you with one more verse. This is John 15, 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And that's Mm -hmm. obviously Jesus talking. So I'll leave you with that verse. Thank you all. Give us your feedback. Have a great evening. And uh, this should be going live next week. So if you like. Our podcast, share it, share, 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 because that's how we can get people to listen to us. And um, hopefully, 51, 52 minutes is time you could spare to listen to us, share some wisdom. Thank you very much, Adrian. Any last words? No, oh,
1: thank you.
0: Good evening, everyone. Thank you. And we'll have probably like an intro and ending song. <laughs> okay, okay. okay, goodbye. <laughs>